BDSM and non-standard relationships. Star exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As, as well, well as, as simply, simply fun, fun kink. kink. You'll find shows on these topics and more at eroticawakeningpodcast.com. This week on Erotic Awakening, Kinky People in Therapy. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. It's funny, you and I are just sitting there, we're listening to the intro roll through. Uh-huh. We're just sitting there head bobbing to the intro music. And then it's time to start talking, and we're still there, <laughs> bobbing our heads, and I had to back up so we exactly. get to exactly. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. How are you on this fine Sunday evening? Oh, not ready for the weekend to be over. Me either, but I feel like we accomplished a lot this mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, Saturday, we ended up with a weirdly free Saturday. We ended up um, doing a lot of just hanging out well, socially, kind of stuff. Oh, you know what? We went out we, to eat, and yeah. We can't even do a hangout socially kind of stuff without turning out a project. <laughs> we did. We turned out a project. So uh, yesterday, you, I, and Karen went and see the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Mm-hmm. And then we had dinner, and then we went to Kingmakers and yeah. played some games there. Yeah. But we can't, we're not going to bother to tell you how we felt about the movie Guardians of the Galaxy. No, we don't have to. Because we already did. Yes, because we, we <laughs> they just don't know we, it. <laughs> we were thinking about how we, after we go to these movies, the three of us will go see a movie, we'll drive home, and we'll talk about what we thought about the movie. Mm-hmm. And we think we should just record it one day. So now we've recorded it, and I can't just record it. I had to turn it into a podcast. Right. I had to create a theme for it and a website and all that jazz. So if you're dying to, to know from a what we thought about a particular movie or a particular board game, you can now find that at our new podcast. What was it called? Three Thumbs Up. Three Thumbs Up. So go to threethumbsup.beyondthelove.org and you'll find our new entertainment podcast with a poly bend. And you'll see that poly people don't always agree on the same thing. No, <laughs> no. three thumbs up does not mean it's three thumbs up. <laughs> we have very different taste. Absolutely. It's funny if you think about um, when we're driving down the road, depending on who's in control of radio, you have very different mixes of music. Yes. If you're driving, it's 80s music. If yeah. I'm driving, it's techno <laughs> funk chill. If Karen's driving, it's the lo- modern pop. So. <laughs> so, and if I'm with someone else, it's usually love songs. Aww. Aww. So, so today on the uh, podcast, it just so happens that uh, a couple of the guests at, or the presenters at Beyond the Love are... Um, and you say their names because I don't have it in front of me. Jasmine St. John and Jay Blevins. And they are going to come out and present for us at Beyond the Love mm-hmm. in November, the polyamory event. But when we were talking to them, they said one of the things they do is Two Therapists Talking, which is a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And you and I, last week, we played with putting ourselves on video on right. uh, YouTube. And it was really interesting. So we went and watched some of their stuff. And we said, hey, let's, go, let's talk about this for a little bit. So later in the podcast, we're going to be, and it's really, you're going to be talking to them about two therapists talking. You had to work late, so it was just me, which I do every now and then. And um, yeah, we're going to talk to them about two therapists talking, like you said, their YouTube um, sort of blog sort of thing. And um, it really came out really well. And it'll be neat to listen to, and we need to listen to it again, too, because they're going to be doing a challenge. Yeah. coming up so they're going to be challenging their audience 
on, um, oh, what is it that they said they were going to do? Oh, how we think we're all sex positive, mm-hmm. and yet, are we? So if you listen to that part of the interview, you get to take the challenge. Okay. Well, so. we'll get there shortly. <laughs> and we're also going to talk about therapy in general. You and I, our um, interactions with therapists, mm-hmm. and we'll f- focus not necessarily on just the last 10 years when we've been cleanly out and kinky, but, and so podcast listeners, when we get to that part, they might things might get a little heavy, might get a little deep, might get a little real. If that's not your pleasure today, if that's not what you're digging, we'll warn you beforehand and you can go skip on to something else. But many of us come to life not perfect. Right. And sometimes uh, having somebody to assist or give us a different viewpoint, be a counselor, a therapist, a psychologist, psychoanalyst, shaman, mm-hmm. can mm. give you a view that might assist you. And we're going to talk about how you and I, and we're not going to t- therapize oh, each no. other. We're going no. to talk about our experience. Just our nothing experience. More, so left. what worked for us. So I think that's a great idea. I don't think we've ever t- uh, touched on that topic before. So not deeply no and we touch on it we do we have a a bit of our book living ms devoted mm-hmm. to it because it is part of the story mm-hmm. um so we'll get there we'll give it a, yeah yeah we'll give it a shot before so. we get there we'll talk about tentacle sex foods on boobs <laughs> ginger the wonder dog and anything else that comes to mind ginger the wonder dog that is chewing on something oh i think she swallowed it well there so. you go <laughs> I, awesome she is the most disobedient little submissive dog no she did good on her walk She's just a little vacuum cleaner. She oh, picks up everything, everything off the floor. <laughs> so uh, if you are in Chicago, you and I are going to be hopping in the Yay. car in... Five days. Five days. Driving up to Chicago. We'll be presenting at Galleria Domain 2. Mm-hmm. We will. So, And um, I believe we are presenting on how to build a stable MS relationship. Foundations of MS is the name of that class. You are correct. And um, We'll be stopping through Dayton. So we'll be leaving work Friday, stopping through Dayton Friday night, stopping for a poly meeting there, and probably finishing up Saturday morning mm-hmm. on the drive. So. so we look forward to seeing all of our Chicago peeps. Absolutely. So I hope you guys can make it. So it'd be great to see you. And that is a great event, by the way, and a great group. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of cities and towns don't have strong foundational groups. Um, and you're really, to have something like that, or here in Columbus, we have Monkey Puzzle Club, and we have uh, a couple different AIS groups, mm-hmm. that, and a mass group, and a couple other groups, actually, that can continue to bring community together, people together. It's really a neat thing. I, I enjoy it. I one enjoy of the, it. So. One of the groups in Dallas that I kind of was almost going to recreate here in Columbus and I can't remember exactly what they called it, but it was a really funny little acronym that I, I had to go read what the acronym stood oh, for. I don't it remember what it is. It was something like kinky people getting together to do fun stuff. Yeah. And I can't, I, it just sounds like a neat, uh, you know, because there's things. Yeah, but I can't remember what, what the acronym so was. So doing things like the volleyball or right, right. going, um, what's that thing? Kayaking, you like? Kayaking or something. Yes. yes. Oh, that would be so much fun. So, but we don't need any other projects, and regardless of the fact right. that since the last time <laughs> I've said that, I've had two more kickoff. You had two more kickoff, and I've got one in mind. I'm trying to figure out how to make kickoff. So, the whole blogging thing, oh, yes, the yes, whole yes, forum yes. thing. The oh, you got two actually going on. That one, the, the forum you're thinking about. We won't mm-hmm. reveal that yet, but also the um, the one that I do. 
on here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we won't talk about that no, yet we either. We won't talk about that one yet either. Because we just don't have enough fucking... It's amazing to think <laughs> that we have 40-hour-a-week jobs as well as all this crap. Well, and, and you, you keep saying we don't have time for new projects, but you just put together the whole Erotic Awakening podcast network. How many people do we have live doing that or getting ready to be live? If you include the ones that are in the process of going live, there are mm-hmm. eight shows. Right. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of nutty. <laughs> uh, if you had a, oh, by the way, and, and as a side note, if you, eroticawakening.com, where our contact form is, I'm completely, <laughs> instead of starting a new project, I revamped an existing <laughs> one and completely rebuilt the Erotic Awakening podcast, or Erotic Awakening website. Nice. Uh, so head over to eroticawakening.com. You'll find a contact button now that you can press Ooh. and figure out all kinds of cool ways to get a hold of us. It was for, cute looking, too. Oh, thank you. You know, that's exactly what guys like to hear when they build <laughs> websites. It's so cute. Uh, for example, you will find that our email address is danandon at eroticawakening.com. And that we have Twitter, Dan and Dawn, all one word. As well as voicemail, FetLife, and even a link to our budding new YouTube channel, which doesn't really exist yet. No, but that was kind of fun to do. Except I like being across from you, too. But we did figure out we can see each other. Mm-hmm. And I would absolutely say that was a little test run. Then you know what, and I would say uh, our audience is normally pretty good on the feedback. I, as a matter of fact, I just got a uh, message from a Misha, and I don't have it here on my notes. Do you I think it notes? was no, I don't, but it, I think it is Misha, who said that um, she was not sure that their power exchange relationship was going to take off and work, and she was listening to the podcast and got her dominant to listen to the podcast, read the book, and things have been going much better for them. Good. The point being, most of our uh, listeners are fairly uh, comfortable sending us feedback, sending us <laughs> thoughts. Some... Whether they like the music or not. Exactly. Right. And, and nobody wrote shit about YouTube. So Oops. I would say we're not as pretty as people think we are. <laughs> I thought my smile was cute. Your, your, your smile is fine, but my, some of my pictures still have hair. And the current <laughs> face does not have hair. Well, the face has hair. The head, on the other hand, Do you know it's not. about time for us to get new pictures? Because we're pulling pictures that were just taken like last May, mm-hmm. and we've just started using those, and we've both lost weight. I've cut my hair. We just look different. So, I don't know. It's about time yeah. for more pictures. Well, we have uh, Beyond Love coming up. Oh, we do. The, and we have the Masquerade theme. Ooh, so that would we'll be, be taking, fun. Of course, we have our uh, photographer will be there taking pictures of mm-hmm. everybody else, and we always have nice pictures come out of that. But it's really funny. You're right. The, the pictures of PXS, Power Exchange Summit, of you, me, Karen, mm-hmm. we're looking at them like, we don't quite look like that anymore. No, we've shifted even since then. Yeah. And that's only been a couple of months, but we've all started personal trainers. Well, Karen and I have. So, But you know what? We'll be at GLLA in a couple of weeks, too. So we'll be in our leathers. Oh, nice. Maybe that'd be a good time to get some taken as well. Absolutely. So, awesome, awesome. No new subscribers. Well, then I'll go right to this. Erotic Awakening is sponsored by Smitten Kitten. Smitten Kitten is your online resource and personal guide to all things sex-related. They offer over 3,000 unique products and have served the sex-positive community for over 10 years. From everything you can think of except for pictures. A Dan and Dawn. To everything else. <laughs> get it all at Smitten Kitten. Use your discount code of Dan and Dawn to nice. get 20% off. Nice. So. We had a power outage right before the podcast started. Oh, so that's I don't why you didn't have Misha. Guess what? I there. do. I do see Misha. So awesome. Oh, um, hey, um, Dawn. Yes. No new subscribers to the f- newsletter, but you did get your fucking tentacle link. 
I did? Oh, I did. <laughs> so 705, a good friend of ours, sent a link to a tentacle ring. Hot. And then, these are so cool, and I think I need these. Treasy from Fet sent me a link to little glass nipple octopi. They kind of like fit right on your nipples, but they're glass, so it's not like you can pinch them and then pull my nipple up or something. That <laughs> would try. be really cool. <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh, I wonder if somebody could make those little pinchy octopus clips. Oh. I am sure they could. Uh, they can't, obviously, uh, they cannot make food on boobs, as no. I have no food on boobs to report, um, which so, is the way it goes right no now. The funny boobs. thing, I, that impacts me even more right now because I'm hungry. We haven't had dinner yet. I know, I know. So, but Amrit did lick us on Facebook. Well, there you go. So That's got to be worth something. Indeed. indeed. So what else you got going on lately? Here we got a lot of business going on. What else have you been up to? Um, I don't know. Well, we saw a movie, we played a game, been going on dates, (laughs) (laughs) been doing a lot of work. You've been picking Uh, up the date thing a little bit lately, it seems like. Yeah? And And then dating more? uh, It feels like that, yeah. Are they uh, podcast-friendly names yet? I don't know. I know I've said their names before, but I don't know that I was supposed to. Fine. So So you and me, Friday night, and my boyfriend, Big D, and his wife, um... Blondie. There we go. That okay. works. So yeah, we went out to dinner Friday night and spent some time together. So that was really nice. Yep. yep. So and yeah, it's kind of going along really well. Plus, I'm flirting with um, someone else that we know from Canada. What do you think so <laughs> of the things that you learned along the way? Uh huh. From a polyamory perspective, what was the most? Uh, what is the most recent tool that you've used that you're like, oh, hey, this is an actual tool that we use. We don't just teach it. We actually use it. Um, I mean, we teach a variety of tools oh, like do. draft emails. and But I don't think you've really been using the old draft email too much. No, I haven't been using the draft email too much. Manual mode a little bit yeah. because we've been trying some new things. Mm-hmm. Um, manual mode. Yeah, wow, you know what? Think, the funny yeah. thing is, that's one that you talk about a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And I've actually had to kick that in here and there yeah. recently as things with Big D have gone up a notch, I'll say. Right. Um, I've noticed, like, I'll come home to the apartment after you've had date night and I'll see the furniture's moved. <laughs> it seems to be moved. Yeah, it was. And I'm like, <laughs> acknowledging logistically, I recognize, oh, the furniture's been moved around. Oh, that's probably due to the sex that Big D and Dawn had recently. And I will have to, uh, there's a moment of manual mode where these little feelings wanted to climb up and say, ah, jealousy or ah, uh, envy or anger or whatever, right? And it's like, I know, but, I, but they're just like, they come over like, hey, can we come out and hang out? So you just sit in manual mode for a moment and say, let's see, any of you guys valuable? No, you're not really valuable. You're not really right either. You're echoes of a person I used to be, mm-hmm. but not real. And I know people uh, want to say that feelings are real, but feelings are not facts. Right. And these feelings were not, for me, valid, valuable feelings. They were more echoes of what I was supposed to be feeling, right? You're mm-hmm. supposed to feel jealous when your wife's with another man, right? Mm-hmm. Um, instead, it was a, I looked at it in a, you know, in that manual mode we talk about where you go into logic for a moment, you know, you know, you use manual mode, I use Spock mode. <laughs> and I say, is this logical? Is it valuable? Is it real? 
And it's okay to, to acknowledge anger when it is real, to say, yeah, I am angry about that. And then you acknowledge it, but to, to realize, you know, I'm not really jealous. This is pretty much something that, oh yeah, I planned it. Matter of fact, I covered a particular thing so that you could do this. Right. And I made myself scar scarce. Oh yeah, so there's no value. And matter of fact, I like Big D. Mm -hmm. And you're happy. So what's the problem? Mm -hmm. So, I I I I totally get that. I mean, and what you're describing <laughs> is exactly what I've had to do. I was gonna say, who needs therapists? <laughs> we have a podcast. <laughs> we have a podcast and presentations. We do the same thing in our presentations. So you know, if something's come up between us, but you know, it's it's. Um, I want to say it's kind of neat that you're um, putting some of those tools to use. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know that it's neat that you need them, but I'm glad that they're there. And, um, you know, it was a friend that told me about manual mode that she had learned from her therapist. Mm -hmm. Oh, and, look, um, we're segueing. Yeah, yeah. segueing. So, oh. but, uh, but I, I love that manual mode because it does, because when my emotions get out of control, I can go, oh, manual mode logic. Am I really jealous because I'm jealous or am I really jealous because, like you said, am I supposed to be feeling jealous right. because my husband's out with another woman, mm -hmm. you know? So, and we're getting to um, places in my poly relationship that we haven't experienced before. You know, I've dated before. Mm -hmm. I've hooked up before. I've found guys to be with at your command before, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is all nice, you know, um, developed a relationship a while ago, but it didn't, it was okay, but it didn't go this far. Right. So these are all new things for us. Yeah. So anyway, um, so the other tool that we probably should have called about tools is that I've been trying to use while I, you've admitted that you're feeling these blips is, um, coming from a place of assistance. Yeah. So I don't try to hide what I've been doing. I don't make excuses. I don't apologize because I haven't done anything wrong. We talked about everything ahead of time. And then I try to come from a place of assistance. You know, how can I help you with your feelings? So, and that's the best thing that you ever did for me. So. Yeah, it, it, because it's challenging to not, you know, if you hear that I'm feeling jealous for you to say, oh, what do I need to fix? What do I need to do to change, mm -hmm. right? You don't really, and you know, that's one of the things we've learned. You don't need to do anything. Mm -hmm. You need to let me be jealous. Right. And if I need help. Let me talk about being jealous. Right. Um, but not to take the stance of, oh, how can I fix that? Because there's right. nothing to be fixed. There's nothing is broken. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, and that's what we share with other people when yeah. we help them. So, uh, that's a big poly breakout out of nowhere in the middle of the episode. <laughs> um, I suppose, oh, by the way, on uh, Monday when we released this, you're probably, you may be thinking, hey, I thought this was going to be Lee Harrington I was listening to. Well, it just so happens Lee Harrington can be found on the new Passion and Soul podcast. And that also comes out this Monday coming up. I actually have a preview of it myself, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. Instead, head over to eroticawakening.com slash podcast. And there you will see the brand new Passion and Soul podcast off on its own. And you can subscribe to that. Awesome. Awesome. So before we get any further into our chatting... Yes, yes. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. Submissive Roundtable is coming up. Dominant Roundtable is coming up. Switch Roundtable just advertised their topic, so that's coming up. Korg is coming up. If you are in <laughs> the AIS Central stuff. Ohio area and you identify as anything at all... 
mm-hmm. <laughs> where they have a group for you coming exactly, up. Exactly, exactly. So, so my uh, due, due to our power outage, my notes got chopped off. The only thing I've got left here to talk about is famous Greek fishermen, and I don't even think that's supposed to be on our podcast. <laughs> that is. So we pretty much went through everything that you don't have, and um, I guess we are on to our topic unless you want a question of the day oh whatever happened to the question of the day we didn't touch it so let's just would you like that quickly now let's save it for next time okay that's good um i do want to mention though really quickly before you tune out is if you're not into listening any further to go rate us on itunes and tell everybody you love us tweet about (laughs) us tell us you love us like us on facebook and there, you don't have to love us. You can only like. Where's the love button on Facebook? I don't know. And uh, tell your enemies they should listen to us. Just so we have more listeners. Just so we have more listeners. <laughs> Fuck you and your enemies. Make friends, not enemies. Uh, so today's topic, uh, and like we mentioned in a little bit, uh, Jane Jasmine, who actually are therapists. Mm-hmm. The real deal. Yes. You and I are not therapists. We have simply been the customers of therapists on occasion. We've been customers of therapists, though um, I do consider ourselves alternative lifestyle coaches. And someone asked me, what is the difference between a therapist and a coach? And to me, a therapist is someone that helps you try to fix the past so that you can create your future. Mm -hmm. Whereas a coach really focuses on your strengths and positive attributes and helps you move forward yeah i really actually rather like that uh, yeah. definition i would consider myself uh a mentor mm-hmm. or in other circles a sponsor not so much a coach or a therapist certainly not a therapist not yeah a, and i don't i don't resonate with the term coach uh and the reason i like the term uh mentor or sponsor is i would not i never tell anyone what to do right i just give you some options and help you see the options with the idea that the key's already inside you. Mm-hmm. Well, and that absolutely helps fit coach. So I could go with mentor as well. It's just that um, the people that came to me and paid by the hour, <laughs> like the word coach. Yes. So let's, uh, but uh, putting on the actual recipient, laying on the couch ourselves, mm-hmm. do you find it, do you believe in general it is valuable to... The dog has grabbed your the attention. Dog, yes, the dog needs a coach as well. Dogs. I'm not going to try and explain doing. what she's doing. Um, and I, it's really interesting because I don't want to talk about generalities, right? Do you think in general kinky people can benefit from therapy? Well, yes and no, but not because they're kinky. Right. And not everybody needs or benefits from therapy. So I don't want to speak in generalities. Let's talk... For Dawn, what was the point that you said, I am going to accept some help and attend and begin to explore various therapies? Ah, oh, good, good. I would have to say in 98. Okay. I can actually pinpoint it. So um, when I lived back on the eastern shore of Maryland, mm-hmm. I actually knew I needed therapy. But I would never have gone to it there. For once, I had no health. I, I mean, I had no health benefits. Mm-hmm. For one, for two, my family was so huge, and what I needed therapy with was parts of my family <laughs> that um, I didn't. You know, but I ended up seeing one of your cousins. <laughs> right, right. So you know, so if anybody had found out there that I was in therapy, they would have been asking why. Sure. 
and I wasn't ready to out why I needed therapy mm-hmm. at that point because I still needed to live in my town around said family. Mm-hmm. Um, so, or for whatever reason. So it didn't work out. I know I needed help then, but decided not to. So then we moved to Ohio and I started checking out books from the library. Mm-hmm. You know, and I can remember like sitting on the front porch after we all moved out here and I've got, you know, one of the books open and terrified that someone was going to see the title of the book, you know, and I I can picture it. Oh, the courage to heal. Okay. So, and I was working with that and you walked out one side, you know, outside one time and I'm hiding the book and, you know, so that didn't really work because all I found out from reading that, and they were very much of the opinion that the authors of that book, that if you were um, a survivor and into kink, that something was wrong with you. Mm-hmm. So, and I read that part in the book and had already been having ideas that I was not normal in that department anyway, you know, that I, that I had fantasies and, and stuff. And I didn't believe that there was anything wrong with those fantasies. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously you still feel that way. Obviously I still feel that <laughs> way. And mainly because this lifestyle is consensual. You know, that was my main thing. This lifestyle is con- con- consensual what happened to me was not mm-hmm. so um so we moved from that house we moved to another place and i went to a workshop and in that workshop it was a kinesiology workshop mm-hmm. which is muscle muscle testing you know uh the person doing it can ask a question feel the muscle response in your body and they can tell the answer before you say the answer So your body gives away the answers. And they were actually able to ask me questions that I could barely hear. My body would respond to. And right there in the middle of a bookstore, they were able to tell me that I had been abused, that what age it was when I started, who it was, blah, 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 you know, just all this stuff. And it totally ripped my walls down. I was lucky you were there Mm -hmm. for that workshop because we had to, um, I, I really hit bottom out in that parking lot. So for you, the, the path started because you hit bottom. The path started because I hit bottom. I mean, because I had done, you know, I kind of knew or whatever. But even after moving to Ohio, I did not follow the route of finding a therapist until I hit bottom. Right, right. So Because, you know, uh, it's ingrained in us that we should... The solution is willpower. Right. You should be able to just let it go. Worst things have happened to other people. Right. What do I right. have a problem with? You know, that sort of thing. And it's really funny that I can remember in my um, junkie days and mm-hmm. then getting into recovery, hearing other people's stories and going, you know, and then horrible things happened to them and then realizing, you know, as bad as that was. And if you if I was a neutral party and I heard their story and my story and I'd say, oh, well, your story is worse. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen to that, me. My shit happened to me. Right. And that made it worse. Right. 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 And I've had people that have heard my story and then they tell their story and, and they're like, but mine's just not, you know, as and, and it's like, you know what? Your story happened to you. It only takes one instance of somebody crossing your boundaries to affect you for the rest right. of your life. Right. You know? So. And it's not that you have to have this horrible life Mm-mm. crushing instance to decide, gee, I think I'm going to go talk to a therapist. Mm-hmm. I have actually spoken to a woman in town here, and I can't recall what her bend was. Uh, it was more of a coach than a professional therapist. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> and the dog just barked out of the blue. <laughs> but it, that was more about, for me... Uh, and as for any of our listeners who are falling asleep, the dog bark woke them up, I'm sure. 
having somebody to just being able to dump on a neutral party right. all the junk going on and I left there one I was pissed off the therapist was charging me $80 <laughs> because the only advice she gave me was to change my food intake and my nutrition was my problem mm-hmm. but on the other hand I also took away from it after I had a chance to dump all my shit on a neutral party to realize oh I know what my issue is and I know what the answer is and it with the lift the weight was lifted off me from that perspective just having somebody to talk to and she may have said some wonderful things that I didn't hear. Right. But that was a very much of a benefit to me. I've never been in a position where I f- felt that my kink mm-hmm. or wanting to be a master in a power exchange relationship had anything to do with any illness. Right. Or dissatisfaction or that I was broken or I tie it back to some horrible thing. Right. It feels normal, natural to me. The therapy... For me, the things I have to deal with have nothing to do with that. And, you know, mm-hmm. I loathe people that feel they have to have to go. And I, actually, I take that. Let me put it a better way. I feel bad for people that have to end up going through therapy and that when they bring up the kink, the kink is what people think is the solution is to get rid of the kink. Right. Well, I've actually had two therapists like that. So um, I got really lucky off the, um, at the beginning in that um, I got to see a crisis therapist because, like I said, I hit bottom. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of drinking again. I was thinking of, you know, all, all kinds of stuff. And um, I had a crisis counselor that helped me through the crisis. And once she helped me through the crisis, she's like, okay, I'm only a crisis counselor. You need to find somebody else. And I had actually gone to a guided meditation with somebody recently at that point that I found out was a shamanic counselor. I ended up seeing her for 10 years, you know, off and on. I mean, I would skip a year and a half. I I would wait till something else came up and then I'd call her up and I'd go see her again. And, um, it wasn't a weekly thing. Sometimes it was a monthly thing. So I just saw her when I needed her, but it was very powerful stuff. Mm -hmm. And then she said that I'd outgrown her. So I started looking for somebody else and, um, This person came to me. I thought the universe was sending me this other person. And I told this person, I I went in, you know, I'd been doing this for years. I was comfortable with who I was. I am a submissive and a power exchange relationship that is also bisexual and pagan. And, you know, just all this stuff. I'm like, can you deal with that? And she said, yes. And I'm like, great. And it wasn't too long into working with her that she wanted me to take off my collar because she felt that was limiting my speech. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, no, the collar is actually what's empowering me enough to be here and talk to you. So we're done. Yeah. So. So it's interesting to uh, say that. Um, well, the second guy. Let me go into the second okay, guy real sorry, quick. Go ahead. Okay. All right. So, and then and we can wrap <laughs> up a little bit because I've had the shamanic counselor. I've had the somatic counselor, which was fabulous. He helped me work with body reactions. Mm-hmm. So, because I actually got touched inappropriately right after we got into the community, mm-hmm. and um, I froze and I didn't want to freeze anymore. So, you and I talked about it and went to a somatic ther- therapist, and I've been sending people to him for years as well. And um, but. Then I was without a therapist for a while. And then I had this thing that I really wanted to work on, right? And it was rejection, (laughs) right? I had a specific thing that I wanted to work on. I went to this guy that was recommended to me. 
I sat there and I said, look, I said, this is who I am. Blah, 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 blah. Can you work with that? Yes, I can. Okay. I want to work on rejection. And he's like, okay, well, it's your lifestyle. No, no, it's not. If I was a soccer mom, because of my background, I would still have to work on rejection. Right. Well, five, maybe five visits later, he finally flat out told me that I was a hedonist. And until I stopped my hedonist ways, I would never be happy. And I looked at him and I said, hmm, I have nothing to say to that. Nothing is coming to mind. Okay, this is only halfway over and you're not getting paid. Thank you very much. I won't be back. And I was able to walk out and that kind of concerned you because you know I have an issue with uh, authority. Mm-hmm. If people are, are authoritative, I, I will usually think they're smart and try to listen to them. And this guy is a psychologist. Right. And a friend of mine goes to him and loves him dearly. And here he's told me that I'm a hedonist. Uh-oh, how's Dawn going to handle that? Well, Dawn handled it by thinking, huh, I don't need him. I will find somebody else if I need more help. And the funny thing is, and, and I think this is where we get to the the place where maybe where you want all this therapy to end up at. Mm-hmm. Is that the last therapist you had, the last therapist I had, uh, we were either, we either fired them or we were fired by them. Mm-hmm. And you get to that point where you realize, I'm not feeling this desire to go back to anybody else. I'm not feeling, yeah, there's still issues, there's still problems, I'm still not perfect. But I've got this foundation that's going to allow me, via myself, via tools that I picked out, via friends, via community, eh, I'll be okay. Yeah, but I picked up, I mean, I'm very upfront with, I picked up some of those tools from those therapists. Absolutely. I am absolutely happy that I went to the ones that I went to and even experienced the ones that said things like, I'm a hedonist and I... (laughs) And that's great, though, just to (laughs) be able to say, you know, to have somebody tell you you're a hedonist and you'll never be happy until you give up your hedonistic ways. Mm -hmm. And here it is years later and you're more of a hedonist than you were um (laughs) and okay with it and you're okay with it and you are happy and life is good you know and 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 very good and so much so that i told you today that um um i know we're going to wrap up in a second but i'm actually going to do a ptsd um research study right starting on thursday which means that i may have to talk about my past memories and some stuff that i don't even tell people i mean you know everything i've shared everything with you but i'm very selective with who i share anything else with because i don't want to uh bring people down i guess and um so i may have to talk about that stuff on thursday but i think i'm okay with it now like i told you i may go i may get down i may cry right but I think I can handle it. And this is where you go from when you have had a traumatic experience in your life, where you do go from being that victim to survivor, and then the step beyond that, mm-hmm. where you're realizing, I'm not alone in what happened. Right. And what I really needed was somebody to say, I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. I had this happen too. And I think it took great courage and strength for you to address that in our book, Living MS. Mm. And we have a presentation where we talk about it, which is where we met Jay and Jasmine in uh, St. Louis. was (laughs) during that workshop. (laughs) Uh, When you do a workshop on... on, uh, Being a survivor. Being a survivor and then have a couple (laughs) therapists approach you afterwards. It's quite scary. Um, And 
then, you know, doing like this study where you're like, well, you know, maybe this is going to help somebody else along mm-hmm. the way. So there you go. So uh, as we mentioned, we are not real therapists, but Jay and Jasmine are. Are. All right. I am sitting here tonight with Jay Blevins and Jasmine St. John, systems therapist out of Madison, Wisconsin. So uh, welcome, guys. Thanks a lot. Hi. Long time no see. I think the last time we ran across you guys, I was sick, and you got to chat with Dan in Chicago? Madison, actually, you were here. That's right. So we were there, and I was sick, sick, sick. So I had to stay in the room and not pass it along. So how are you guys doing? We're doing doing great. Yeah, really well. Awesome. Well, we're on here tonight to talk about your new project, Two Therapists Talking on YouTube. So um, the first question I have for you, though, is that I introduced you as systems therapist. What is a systems therapist? Uh, Systems therapy is just a style of therapy, and it's the way we're trained to do therapy. Um, And it just takes the approach that we are all parts of systems. So... Uh, when you are in a family, you're part of a family system. When you're married or in a partnership or a poly unit, you are part of a system there. You have your work system. And we look at how the system operates as opposed to looking at the individuals and saying, what's wrong with this individual? We say, is the system getting you the outcome you want? And if not, what do you want to change about what you're doing to the system uh, to try and get the outcomes you want from the system? Yeah, and that also includes that we are sex positive and kink friendly and poly friendly and pretty much any sort of sexual identity expression that you're looking for, we are good to support that. Absolutely. Great. So, well, that kind of explains it. I've had a little bit of um, a psychology background with all different kinds of ways of doing it, but I had actually not heard of systems therapy before. So. I was kind of curious. I like the sound of it. <laughs> so how are you two bringing that together in your new project, Two Therapists Talking? Well, we um, we found that we like to talk with each other a lot about therapy issues. Kind of like you and Dan. You just enjoy talking with each other. That's right. Exactly. So we, we thought we wanted to share some of that. Um, and so what we decided to do was start a YouTube channel. And we wanted to kind of just take these interesting topics that we talk about, things we run across in therapy, little tidbits and tips. Psychoeducation. Um, right. And create little short three to five minute videos. We just put one out each week and they, it can be anything from a, hey, this is what can happen in relationship dynamics. Hey, here's a tip for improving things. We have a, a periodically do some um, BDSM terms. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do sexual education. So any kind of topics around uh, relationships, um, just living life well, um, sex and sexuality, we will just pick a topic and do a short video on it. Yeah, and we found that people find it interesting and they respond and people, some people agree, some people disagree, but we love the interaction and we just enjoy sort of commenting on social awareness and what's out there as well as the therapeutic level of things. Right. So I actually watched a couple of these um, a couple of days ago and found them really interesting. So I was going to ask you the the normal time, but you said about three to five minutes. 
And I think the one that I saw was on sacred space, safe space. So which could be used in any environment. Absolutely. And, you know, that's kind of the beauty of systems therapy is it applies, um, you know, when we learn this, it can apply to an individual. It applies to uh, the way we traditionally think about relationships. It can apply to organizations. It can apply in any area of life. And um, you're right, those kind of things. In fact, it was interesting. That post was reblogged a bunch of times by uh, a, a set of business blogs. Yes. Talking about using that in the workplace. Place. Oh, I like that idea, and that's another system. Yes. Huh. So how do you come up with the ideas? I mean, do people write in and ask specific things, or are this things that just come up during discussion? Yeah, it's, it's a combination of things. We have people that write in and ask us questions. We have people that respond to other videos um, that we've done previously and that sort of sort of thing. Then it is things that are happening um, just in uh, current events. And then it's also what we're interested in therapeutically. Um, it, we don't directly uh, reference clients or anything, but, you know, uh, we might have a week of where we are dealing with a lot of clients that um, have a background in trauma or abuse, or perhaps uh, they are uh, navigating DS relationships. Or so there's sort of themes, and we oftentimes are inspired by that as well. Right. We find ourselves sometimes in therapy talking about the same thing with multiple clients. It seems to go in theme, and we talk about that'll be like theme week. And when that happens, that's a cue to us that you know we ought to be sharing this. Nice. So if I went to your YouTube channel, which is, what, Two Therapists Talking? Yep. Yes. And and wanted to look up a specific topic, so say DS or MS or power exchange, or do you have a way that I can look it up by code words like that? Yeah, they are tagged, and they should, uh, you know, have categories and tags in there that you can search on. So you should be able to pull up anything like if you pull up kink as one we use or BDSM or relationship or, you know, so. Polyamory, any of that yeah. sort of thing, yeah. We're still getting That's started. We have, yeah, we don't have a ton of videos. Do you know how many we have at this point, Jay? I don't. I can look while All talking. right. Um, but we are definitely getting started and um, really enjoying the interaction with people, and it's been well-received. Sounds like it. So I really love this idea, and I love that it was like little blips, a little three to five minutes. So um, do you have any topics that you have in the can that you're thinking of recording on? Well, we do. Actually, that's one of the things we're really excited about. We have one coming out on Thursday. That's when they come out is every Thursday. Uh, and to answer your question, we have currently have 77 videos. Oh. So more than you thought. More than I thought, yeah. Uh, there's probably a couple of those that are practice videos. Okay. So it's probably 70. All right. But we did a um, video a couple of weeks ago about sex positivity and just talking about what it was and the idea of sex positivity. And we got a lot of reaction to that. It was interesting and some really good discussion ensued. And one of the things we heard was some people who said, you know, I don't really get that and don't believe that society views sex negatively, that our society is really sex negative. Right, that there's an undercurrent of, of personal or societal shame in regards to sexuality and sexual expression. Right. And so we had some back and forth about that and decided we wanted to create what we call the Sex Positivity Challenge. And so that's going to come out this week. And what we're asking people to do briefly, I'll 
won't spill at all, but it's we've given people kind of um, ask them to go out and do a couple things in public. It's, it's safe. It's nothing drastic. It's nothing out there. And to monitor their reaction when they're doing these different things. And then we're asking them to give us feedback. When you say doing different things, yeah. what do you mean? Sex in public, Jake? I'll, I'll just briefly. I'll, <laughs> I'll go ahead and spill a little of the beans. Okay. I don't know. So what we're going to do is ask people to go out and have a conversation with a friend like in a coffee shop. And have the conversation first about something like running. So it'll be something like, you know, Jasmine, I really love running. It really makes my body feel good. I like doing it with my partner because it makes us feel connected. Sometimes I like to run really fast and hard. Other times I like to be kind of slow and meditative. So yeah. you get that idea. Then wait 20 minutes or move to a different table and have the conversation like this. You know, Jasmine, I really like sex. I really like to do it with my partner because it makes me feel, feel really connected. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I love to do it hard and fast. Other times I like to do it slow and meditative. Mm -hmm. Have the same conversation, but insert the word sex, having sex in there. And monitor your reaction. Are you worried about what people are saying about you? Are you thinking you're being judged? Do you feel like a bad person for talking about sex? Are you whispering because you're worried about being overheard? Right. And see what your reaction is to that. And then if that's the case, ask the question why. And we're saying dig deeper than because we're not supposed to talk about sex. Why aren't we supposed to talk about sex? Right. Look at that sort of a sense of personal or societal shame and consider that you're just having a conversation and that's okay and bringing it forward um, for you to better understand your own sense of sexual expression, what you're comfortable with, what you're not, and why you have that emotional response. Right. And so we're hoping we get some interesting feedback. People can write in their comments if they want to send us video clips of their responses. And you know, there's more some more detail in there for people who aren't comfortable doing it in public. We talk about ways you can do it by journaling or just imagining the conversation. But um, we're hoping it generates some interesting discussion. That is really, really awesome. I'm sitting here thinking, and and I'll maybe I'll watch it and respond to it as well.